This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human Too. We have the lovely Maddie. I'm so excited to have you. This is so wild to me. Um, so give a little backstory about yourself. If nobody listening knows anything about you, what is something that you would share to somebody new? Yeah. So I grew up in a small town, Auburn, Alabama, and super close with my family, have two younger sisters, um, grew up in a Christian household. That was always a really, really big part of my story. I went to Auburn university for college and then graduated from Auburn with a degree in communications and knew I wanted to speak and write and kind of do all the things. Um, but my first job after college was in foster care and adoption. And oh so gosh. I, yeah. And I, I thought that's honestly what I would end up doing forever. I'm not currently doing that right now, but hopefully I get back into that at some point. Um, and then in the midst of that, someone applied me to go on The Bachelor without me knowing it. <laughs> really? And I found out and I was like, um, excuse me. Was and then it a I, friend or a family? It was a friend. Funny. Yeah. And you really had no idea? No, she didn't tell me. And months <laughs> passed. Like, it didn't even happen quick. It was like months later. Okay. And so months passed by. I didn't know about it. I get a call from The Bachelor and uh, thought it was a prank call, laughed and thought they were just messing with me and then found out they were not and they were very serious and took months to pray about it with my family and just, you know, is this, like I knew it was going to be a big life change. Yeah. I knew a lot would come with it and it was not what I imagined for myself. I had never really watched the show before um, and like I said, I, I wanted to write, I wanted to speak, um, I wanted to be in foster care and adoption and so going on a reality dating show yeah. felt far from all of those things and so I really did not consider it at first, but through months of praying about it and just talking with my family about it, I felt led to do it. And so I said, yes, I went on the show and it was a wild experience. Um, my whole life changed. And then uh, oh, I cannot we, imagine. Oh, <laughs> I cannot imagine. I think it took me like truly a year and a half to like heal from a lot of the trauma of everything. But the interesting and cool part of it was it really gave me a, a platform and an opportunity to really encourage people um, with faith, with confidence, with yeah. identity and so many different things and it led to opportunities like me writing my first book and just having um, opportunities to speak I had different churches and organizations and colleges reach out for me to come and speak and so I'm really grateful for that and I guess in a weird way it also led me to like meeting my husband and so because I actually went on a podcast to talk about my book and the person that was interviewing me on the podcast this is for my first book um, was friends with my husband and after the podcast ended he was like there's this guy I want you to meet and uh and so that's literally like how I got set up on a date with Grant so it all you know through all the reroutes <laughs> you should the- see my face right now I'm like Okay, we had a little bit of a mic issue, but we're back. So. But, we're, but we're human too. But we're so. human too. <laughs> so hey. No, I'm like the most human. I'm like my face is peeling off, not having a hair day, walked in with like some chicken fingers. And I was like, <laughs> here we are, guys. <laughs> no, that's I literally love it. And when they brought you up, I was like, Santino was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I love that. I literally love that. Everything that you do, you were just speaking on like example you went to that conference and they said don't speak on your faith like I could not imagine telling you don't speak on something I think it's beautiful and every single time I see your stuff I love that you're out there advocating for something that I think is not I don't want to say a dying industry right but I feel like a lot of people are straying away from religion and faith and they're just living life aimlessly and then you're just like waking up feeling unfulfilled and okay so why I am so obsessed with you when I got this book I read it I then oh had gosh. to go, yeah, I'm obsessed with reading and I was like hundred percent and I've literally told like Santino can vouch for me. I've told everyone on this trip. I was like, you have to read this Aww. book. Seriously. I have so many notes from it. I think you are an amazing author and writer. And not only that, 
one thing that I loved about your writing is it is so relevant to anybody reading it, Mm. not having to be a faith-based person. It does not matter what you believe in. I love that you speak and you're like, this is a safe space. You've talked about challenges and how you've overcome them. And it is truly amazing. And I love it. So I think anyone listening to this, I'm not joking. This is not because she's sitting in front of me. I really believe in this book and I love it. And I'm so excited to read your first one. Thank you. Thank you. I, that was honestly my heart. Like when I was thinking about the title of this book, like I was going back and forth because that's, what's interesting about writing is I literally wrote this whole book and then I was like huh what do I want to call it yeah no, <laughs> like yeah. I, I already had the whole book written and I was like okay now I got to come up with a great title and one that would be intriguing and I really wanted to have the word everybody in it because I wanted it to be a message yeah. that it truly was for anybody no matter your upbringing or your faith or what you're going through or your current stage of life like I really wanted this to be a message for everybody or for anybody and so I love that you spoke to that I tried really hard to even just like include like a lot of just yeah cultural norms and phrases and things that we all think through and struggle with and kind of just get presented with on a daily basis through social media and so I love that you spoke to that and I love that you read it that makes me really happy no (laughs) I'm a big reader so if you ever have like book recommendations send them my way but I even like your references you have Ariana Grande quotes and even saying like I don't necessarily agree with the rest of the song but pulling stuff that is culturally relevant not only that you referenced the basketball like even my husband I feel like he would read this book and could be able to take something from it obviously it is a very female forward book Mm -hmm. but the morals and the values behind it are amazing so I'm like I'm like so excited to sit here just because (laughs) I'm like I know who wrote this book like that's so exciting to me (laughs) I love that you're so sweet I'm not joking and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here but I do have a couple questions for you so a couple of things that you talked about in here, um, and I know you had stated before the the mic issue, you were saying that it felt uncomfortable getting into the spotlight, especially being like a small town girly. Um, but I do believe that everyone's here and we're a vessel on earth for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And that was God's way of giving you the platform so you could use your voice. Yeah. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I mean, social media is such a bl- brutal but beautiful place and yeah, you're using so it true. for so much good. So a couple of topics that you touched on that I want to bring up and feel free to share anything on your end too. There's a couple different things that you talk about like value, right? And that was, I think around your college chapter of not getting into the sorority that you Mm -hmm. wanted. How did you get through that of sitting there like, I have been seeing seed symbiotic DSO1 everywhere. And I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health. Gut health does not just affect your digestive system. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that, but like your skin, your readiness for the day. I just love when my gut is in line, I'm in line. When I'm in line, life is in line. So Seed is sharing a code with Human 2 listeners, and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out. You are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash human two that's all one word and use code 25 human two to get 25% off your first month so that's two five human two all one word that's 25% off your first month of seeds ds01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash human two with code 25 human two the the denial and then being like okay well I am a valuable person Mm -hmm. and like I do matter how did you get through that mindset especially being in that stage of life because there's a lot of young females that are very uncomfortable even seeing their worth much less believing it yeah how did you do that yeah I realized in that season of my life not in the moment I think it took some years for me to realize this but I realized that so often we allow other people who don't know their worth to, to determine our worth Because to be honest, so many of us are asking the question, like, who am I? And why am I here? And am I hard to love? Is there something wrong with me? Like, so many times we have those inward wrestles and thoughts and struggles. And I was having that in that moment when I didn't get picked and when I didn't get chosen by these certain sororities. And it left me feeling unworthy and unlovable because someone else didn't see my worth and value. And I realized it actually just triggered another feeling and emotion that I had when I was 16 years 
old and I just found out that my boyfriend who I was head over heels in love with and thought right. I was gonna marry I was 16 yeah but I was like I'm gonna marry this man and I found out he cheated on me and in that moment I remember like running to a bathroom stall and like locking myself in and burying my head into my hands and just crying and just questioning everything about myself like yeah. I totally felt unworthy of being loved I felt like there was something wrong with me and I was questioning my value because of his inability to see it and I've just seen that happen so many times in my own life and people that I care about and other people you know, on social media and just that I meet that we continue to allow other people to determine our worth and value and I just got to a point where I was like I am tired of doing this like I'm tired of leaving my worth and value in the hands of other people who may be able to see it or who may not be able to see mm -hmm. it and for me that started with rooting myself in my faith and having my value and my worth be determined by something so much bigger than me and by something so much bigger than other people yeah because if it's determined by me or other people it's going to often be you know predicated off of feelings and emotions which are always changing and never mm -hmm. constant and I wanted my value to be based on something so much more stable than feelings that are always changing and fleeting and you know going up or down um, because some days I would wake up and still to this day like I wake up and I'm like yes girl you got it going on right. and then other days I'm like oh girl you know just lock yourself in the house yeah. like you do not have it going on your hair is not you hairing you do not have it going on you do on. not have it going on your hair is not hairing you have acne all over your face like you're not cute <laughs> and so like in those moments I have to really ask myself like Maddie where is your confidence come from yeah. where does your value come from because if it's only in how how I'm feeling about myself right now or what the mirror is telling me right now then I'm going to be really disappointed and discouraged a lot of days mm -hmm. and so for me I wanted something so much bigger than that and so that was when I really started you know rooting my identity and value in Jesus and finding that in him and then through that I was able to really grow confident and really walk into you know rooms and relationships from this place of abundance rather than lack I think so often we come into situations and we're hoping for people to complete us or tell us who we are yeah. or meet a need that we have but what if we flip the script and like what if we walked into rooms and into relationships and we already know who we are and we already know the value that we have and rather than asking can you complete me and can you meet this need we're rather saying how can I encourage you and how can I add value to you because I already know my value and so even going on something like The Bachelor where there's so much competition and there's so much you know um, just moments where I could compromise or change myself or look for you know a rose to find value like I even had to remind myself in those moments Maddie your value is not in this rose Maddie your value is not in getting asked to go on a date Maddie your value is not in this guy or these girls or these people or an audience watching you know saying that you're beautiful or saying that you're cool yeah. you know your value is so much bigger than that and so I think really for a lot of people, it's just asking the question, like, who am I and who do I believe that I am and where do I want that value and that confidence to come from? And again, for me, that was my faith and overcoming, you know, that sorority moment. It really drove me to that decision. Like it really drove me to that decision of like, I want my value to be in my faith. And even though I may not be picked by this sorority, I already know I'm picked by a loving God. And so because of that, like I can be confident and because of that, I can have peace, like no matter my circumstances. But of course there's moments where I'm like, I didn't always believe that. And I right. had to continue no, to remind it's myself. Yeah. It's hard to see too, especially at that age. And it, I feel like that's such a pivotal stage for everybody in life of like, totally. you could go any and every way. And I, I just love that you talked about that because I think there's a lot of young girls that go through that and they don't, they, especially at the age, we're all putting our value in other people of yeah. like, oh, did they like my picture? Did they want to go out with me? It's sad. And especially now getting further into the social media realm, again, it beauti it's beautiful, but brutal. And every single day I'm getting eaten alive. Like everyone gets eaten alive when you're in the spotlight. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But I talk a lot about that of like, no matter what stage you are in life, you're going to have haters, right? Yeah. That just is what it is, but it's just getting past them. And it's like, why are we paying attention to the 1% that's talking yeah. poorly? You yeah. know, let's talk about the 99% of things that I am doing well. Yeah. And like, we're here to do. So totally. I love that you touched on that in there. I honestly love that you spoke on that too, about just like the pressures of social, of social media mm -hmm. and culture, because I do think that that so often plays a role into our identity and our value and how we see ourselves is only through the lens of how other people see us. And we're putting out all this content and just asking the question, like, how are they going to accept it? Are they going to accept me? Are they going to yeah. like me? Are they going to follow me? And, um, man, I just think that that's where it can get really dangerous is when we're only living for the approval of people 
people and Mm -hmm. we're only, you know, liking ourselves or accepting ourselves based on other people's acceptance of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just, you know, at least for me, I wanted something, you know, more steady than that because like you said like social media can be hard and it can be scary um it also can be beautiful and there's you know so much good that comes with it but I know even for me like my haters and critics went back all the way to like high school I had like a bully in high school you know a girl who constantly picked on me constantly told me and now it's their time to shine (laughs) in your comment section (laughs) and now yeah and now it's like so much is through social media and it's like why is there so much hate and anger and division in the world and it upsets me but at the same time it just reminds me it's inevitable like we're gonna have haters we're gonna have critics we're gonna have people that are unable to see our worth and that's why it's so important that we see it that's why it's so important that we know our worth and value and we don't allow other people's inability to see it make us question ours this past year I've had a lot of issues of of always wanting a seat at a table but then it's like you get the invite and you're at that table and you're like I don't even want to be at this table why did I care so much did you ever have a time in the last few years or even just in your life in general because I feel like again mine was just this last year of like why do I even care Mm -hmm. did you ever have that where you're like I need to give up the the idea of what I should be versus like who I am I have spoken about natural cycles time and time again. It is one of my favorite apps in my phone. I use it religiously in every single day. When I talk about cycle tracking, it is very, very important to me because I don't want to be on an invasive or a hormonal birth control. And also it's not just for people who want to cycle track to prevent pregnancies. It's also helpful to have a pregnancy if you're trying to conceive. Natural cycles was founded by a female physicist, which I absolutely love. And not only that, She was a Nobel Prize winning female physicist. There is so much science that goes into this and into your body and tracking it. So your temperature is what is most important when you're ovulating. That is how natural cycles knows if you're ovulating whether again you want to prevent or conceive it does not matter that is what the that's what the app is going off of is your temperature I absolutely love natural cycles I've said it so many times and I will continue to praise from the top of my lungs you can only get pregnant about six days a a month so knowing when you're ovulating is the utmost importance again to prevent or to conceive so if you are wanting to try out natural cycles, I do have a code for human two listeners, which I love. Anytime I can give you guys a code for something that I truly, truly love and I share nonstop, I am so excited. You can visit naturalcycles.app slash Catherine or use code Catherine at naturalcycles.com for 20% off an annual subscription and a free thermometer. I do want to preface this by saying natural cycles is for 18 plus and does not protect against STIs. my whole life (laughs) yeah and I feel like you know that's a constant wrestle and struggle um you know for for all of us and it looks different for everybody but I know I know at least for me like there were multiple times in high school that I got left out I didn't get included um and sometimes even intentionally um in college even you're talking about like the sorority moment and even relationships not getting picked and you know getting cheated on or getting broken up with um and even now like you know there's moments where I feel like I don't always fit in perfectly you know in the Christian space or in the secular space and I'm like in this weird in between of like I didn't get a seat at either table and I think that those are you know very common uh feelings and emotions and even though it might look different for us on the outside for everyone listening like it still leaves the same wrestles within like it's still the same feelings of like I didn't get included yeah you know I didn't get invited or when I do I realize like this isn't even what I thought it Mm -hmm. was gonna be that's always the worst yeah I was like I put so much like stress on this thing (laughs) and then I get it and I'm like, oh, like it was so much less I didn't than like what you I guys. Yeah, it was so much less than what I what I thought it would be. And like I can even say that so much to like speaking to, you know, having a platform or having mm-hmm. fame or whatever it may be. It's like I think our culture puts so much emphasis on like wanting to go viral and wanting to blow up and wanting to be somebody. And then I see these people who have way more followers than than me and like who have like an immense amount of fame and success and yeah they're like looking at me with tears in their eyes crying and they're like is there more yeah 
And it's because like there is so much more. And like when we put everything, you know, into wanting to be successful and wanting to make money and wanting to be famous, we realize like this is a dead end road. Like I'm yeah. not going to find satisfaction and contentment and my identity and value and purpose and happiness yeah. in this thing. And so, um, yeah, I definitely think there's been times and moments in my life and, and still that I have to fight of just like not trying to put everything in like, you know, wanting to be invited or wanting to be accepted because mm-hmm. oftentimes I realize growing, like, oh, yeah. there's not, it's not even, it's not even what I thought it yeah. was. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even like this. Yeah. We were just having this conversation at dinner with another creator and especially in the social media realm, you feel like you want to keep going up and up and that's the way it goes. And so when you're in your lull, you're like, oh, I stink right now. Like yeah. something's wrong with me. What am I doing wrong? My content's not good. Mm-hmm. And something I always advocate for is if what you put out there is what you believe in, whether it flops or goes viral, it shouldn't matter because you feel confident in what you said. Mm-hmm. And I love that everything that you put out there is all positive. It's all amazing. I do follow you now. I'm like, yay, I love it. I'm like, everything you do, I'm like all your videos, everything is so encouraging, even and real too, where you're like, hey, I've had some hardships. This is what I'm going through mentally. And and you continue to speak on it. Another thing in your book, you talked about um, vulnerability, but also protection, like being protective of your heart. And I've gone through that too, especially yeah. with like breakups and past. And now we're married. That's the way the world goes. But yeah. where did you find that fine line? Because they have to integrate, but they're two totally different things. Yeah. How did you find that? Like do that fine line of meshing to, yeah. to be protected, but also to be vulnerable to find your husband. Yeah. Yeah. So I talk about in the book, like how powerful feelings and emotions are. Like, I think when we run from them or we hide from them, like we're only doing ourselves a disservice, which I will be the first to say, feelings scare me. And so (laughs) I was the person who tried to run from them and hide from them, but we only do a disservice because putting up walls around our hearts, not only keeps out all the bad, but it also keeps out all the good. We keep ourselves from experiencing, um, just the, the depths that you can experience in friendships and in a romantic relationship and just in all that life has to offer. And so that's why you don't want to run and hide from them, but you also don't want to be led by them because feelings are always changing and feelings are never the same and they're never constant. Like one day you'll feel really good about your life the next day you'll be questioning why you're even here on this earth one day you'll be really confident in all your relationships the next day you'll be like I'm so lonely I have no friends and it's just because our feelings are always changing they're never the same um and so that's why feelings make bad leaders and so it's finding that middle ground of you know seeing feelings can be used for good um and also seeing that feelings don't make good leaders and you shouldn't always follow them but being aware of them is really important And so for me, it's just, it's finding that balance and realizing at the end of the day, for me, I'm not led by my feelings and emotions. I'm led by my convictions. Mm -hmm. I'm led by the truth in which I build my life upon. Um, I'm, I'm led by, um, you know, yeah, just like truth and conviction rather than I think feelings and emotions, which I think is super important. But I think feelings is what gives us the opportunity to even have like these conversations, you know, it gives us, it gives us empathy for one another. It helps us connect to each other. Um, and feelings are always indicators. Like they always are pointing to something bigger. Like if we, if we really start paying attention to our feelings and emotions, we realize that our feelings are indicators pointing to like where we're experiencing in our life lack or abundance yeah and so like it's pointing to okay right now if I'm feeling this way about myself maybe there's something deeper going on like Mm -hmm. maybe there's something I need to actually like get to the root of and figure out in myself rather than just like go off of these emotions but actually getting to the root of the problem and and then also like where we're experiencing abundance like where we see like oh I'm happy and I feel peace and it's like okay that's because like I have community in my life and because I'm taking care of myself I'm eating healthy right and so it's like you can start seeing that our feelings are always pointing to something so much Mm -hmm. deeper speak on that because I loved that and I need even that personal advice how do you because as females we just naturally are more emotional right yeah sometimes even if because I know that their emotions are just up and down it is what it is but how do you when you're in it and it's overwhelmingly emotional what is like your tactic or routine to get out of it and get back to a level head. Oh gosh. I'm the, for me, the worst is like when I'm mad because like when I'm mad, that emotion for me is when it's, it's the hardest for me to like break that. Um, and so I'll just speak from that place and be real and vulnerable about that. And so usually when I get in that headspace, like truly like what I try to do and I'm 
not always great at this, but what I really try to do is just take a beat and take a second. And my biggest piece of advice is to respond rather than react. Response is when you filter it through truth and conviction and what you value most over what you want right now in this moment, because sometimes in a moment, your feelings are going to lie to you because it's, you're going off of someone else's response or someone else's reaction. Your ego. Yeah. Your ego, your pride, your insecurities, whatever it may be. Right. And if you react and you just go off of whatever you're feeling, you might end up saying something you really very much regret. And mm-hmm. I will be the first to say that that happens to me. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> and, um, and so what I've tried to train myself is Maddie, don't just react. Don't just go off of whatever you feel right now, but truly like take a second. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's two hours. Sometimes it's five minutes, but just take however much time I need, like pray, sit there, think about it, Just like whatever you got to do. Sometimes I honestly will open up my Bible. Sometimes I'll call a friend, um, whatever I got to do to just like take a second and be like, how can I respond in a way that truly shows what I value and also is a way that can be received to the other person? Because like sometimes I'll just react. And what I realize is not only am I not speaking to what I value, but I'm also just hurting him. Yeah. And he's not even able. I'm speaking about my husband right now. He's I'm like, I'm actually I'm like, like, I this agree. Is a therapy moment. I'm no, like, seriously. I'm like, so when we get in fights, <laughs> so when I'm angry, I don't throw anything. <laughs> no, truly. I'm like, and then he can't even hear me and we yeah. get nowhere. It's yeah. like in, in my anger, I'm just trying to be right. And I'm trying to prove a point, but I'm not really getting getting to the root of what I'm feeling and he's not even able to receive it. And so no one is getting, no one's winning, no one's winning. And so what I've learned is the best thing to do, whether you're in heartbreak, you're sad, you're upset, you're questioning your value, your purpose, your life on this earth, or you, you know, are going through loneliness or friendship problems or you're angry or whatever it may be is just like taking a second filtering it through your values. What do I value most? Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the truth in which I build my life on, you know, and getting back to that place and then making decisions from there, I think is so, so important. And it's the wisest thing that we'll be able to do is to not react, but to respond and to respond with conviction and value rather than react with emotion and feeling. And so I always try to filter it through that. Sometimes I, I win and You're sometimes a good I wife. lose. <laughs> You're a good wife, Maddie. You're a good wife. He's like, um, let's talk about that more. Yeah, he's like, he's actually, like, that happens 10% of the time. Yeah. No, no, I really, I'm growing in it. And I think I've learned a ton. I mean, we've been married only for a year. Yeah. And I've learned a ton, like the first six months of marriage. And again, this filters even into friendship. This filters into family dynamic and relationship. I'm super close with my mom. And, you know, we would get into these like big fights sometimes because I would just react Mm -hmm. and I would just go off of whatever I was feeling. Um, But I've learned as I've matured and gotten older, it's so much more wise. And I have such better relationships um, when I choose to respond rather than react. I love that. I need to listen to every, I'm going to listen to that back every night before bed. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's hard. And we've been married just over a year, I think a year and a half now. And it is hard, especially when you find a person, you start living with them and you're like, okay, now marriage is a different title, which is kind of an identity crisis in and of itself. You're like, oh, I'm a wife now. Like, what does this mean? And then you go through, I don't want to just be a wife. Like, I still want to be a human. I still want to be my own thing. And I just, I think that's beautiful how you said that. And it is so true. It shows in all of your relationships too. And as soon as you can like figure out how to speak and communicate and not only that, but speak and communicate in the way that they receive, yes, it's, it's insane. And once you yeah. got that under your belt, you're like, totally. I can do anything in the world. Totally. And to get to the root, I think having self-awareness too, to yeah. get to the root of like, what actually am I feeling right now? Because the fruit like of what other people can see is anger, but what's actually like the root insecurity or fear, you mm-hmm. know, is it like, I don't want to be rejected. Is it that I'm afraid of being controlled? Is mm-hmm. it that I'm scared of, you know, whatever it may be. It's like, let me get to the actual root of what I'm feeling and the lie that I'm believing. And let me address that and respond and share that in a way in which he can hear because if I actually tell you know again just using my husband as example if I actually tell him like hey I'm really scared that you're gonna reject me he's gonna respond to that so much better right than me acting out acting a fool and being angry <laughs> and he doesn't even know why I'm angry yeah you know and then like, you just get even more angry and he doesn't know how to care for me because I haven't been honest and vulnerable about what I'm actually feeling and going mm-hmm. through and so I think that's what is so important in our relationship is like be honest that's how like our relationships are gonna grow um deeper but then also have respect and value for yourself and the person that you care about to not only respond in honesty but to res- to respond um after you've taken time to you know really think 
through, is this going to be beneficial? Is this going to be helpful? What's the root of the issue? Right. And, you know, is this, are these my values? I love it. Did you guys go to a therapy? Did you guys go to like, how did you guys come to that conclusion? Did you sit down on one-on-one? What did it look like for you two? Um, talking about our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's hard. It this, is hard. No, I like, mean, we, so we're not currently doing therapy. We did premarital uh, okay. counseling, counseling before yeah. we got married. Um, I mean, truly, I think the biggest thing for both of us is, is really having like individual mentors and accountability, okay. like friendships and partners in our life. And so like, I have like my best friends and mentors in my life that, you know, oftentimes I'm going to and talking through things and sometimes processing with them before I even bring it bring to it him, to because if I say it just when I'm feeling it, then it's going to be more hurtful than helpful. Yeah. And so having someone that I can process through it with, I've learned is really beneficial and not for everything. There's that's, you know, you don't have to always follow that yeah. formula. Um, but yeah, I, f- I found that to be super helpful. So I think for us, just having honestly like mentors and friendships mm-hmm. in our life, we're a part of a local church here in Waco and we're a part of like a, like a church, like small group or community group. And that has just been super cool. Like doing yeah. life with people consistently. And, um, there's this thing that we do, like the girls will separate and the guys will separate. And so when I'm meeting with the girls, there's like four other girls in my group and, um, we go around and we have this time of like confession. Um, and we just like confess like, Hey, here's what I did this week. That was not, that was pretty crappy of me. Like (laughs) I'm not proud of it. Here's what I said to my spouse or here's what I thought about this person or here's how I felt in this moment. And we confess and then we pray over each other. And I found that to honestly be so healing to Mm -hmm. me, but it also like holds me accountable because I know like, Oh, next week I'm going to have to confess. And they'll ask. (laughs) And And so if I act like a crazy person right now, like I had that happen like three weeks ago, I acted like a crazy person. And I reacted to Grant rather than responded to Grant. I didn't take my own advice. And I had to confess it to my, um, my community group the next week. And they were like, Ooh, that was tough. That was tough. That was tough. Was was pretty bad, Maddie. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was. Thank you. Thank you. you. It was, wasn't my best. Um, and so there is a form, I think not only of like safety within the right type of like friendships and, you know, uh, mentorship. But I think there's also that level of like accountability. Like those people are able to hold you accountable and really like push you and make you a better person too. We handle it the same way. I wanted to ask just to see what you guys did. And I think it's so important to anybody listening. I say this all the time, especially at a younger age, who you surround yourself with is very important too, because a lot of the time back in the day, 19 to 22, you would go to your girlfriends and if they didn't have the good intentions, they were going to just give you advice, whatever benefited them the most, whether they didn't like your boyfriend or whatever the case may be. But now, and I felt uncomfortable being like, oh, I'm sharing details and like, they're going to be mad and they're not going to like my boyfriend anymore or whatever. And now I'm like, I can go to my mom and I can go to my friends. Cause I'm like, I know that we have the same morals and values and we're going to come to a they're not like, Oh, leave him. You know, it's more, and they're not judging. It's just like, how can we all, cause we all know what the end goal is of just getting through this. I think it's important to anyone listening. If you don't have somebody in your circle that knows your goals and your intentions, you should start looking for people that align with those because yeah. that's, that's very important, Oh my gosh, yes. especially in relationships. Cause you're like, you do need an outsider perspective or sometimes right. you're like, am I wrong for being mad about this? Or, yeah. or yes, sometimes you are. And sometimes you're not, but Oh my gosh, I've seen in my life, like friends make or break you. Like yes. the people you choose to do life with make or break you and they will push you closer to the person that you want to be or further away from it. Absolutely. There's no in between. Like there's no stagnant friendships. Like yeah. they're either making you better or making you worse. Yeah. And so like really checking your surroundings, like there's been so many, so many times in my life where I chose to be around people that were just like fun or popular yeah. or cool or whatever. And you know, I compromise, I compromise my values. I started becoming a person that I wasn't proud of and making decisions that I went on to regret. And I have like gotten to a place over the last like four or five years where I'm just like, it's not worth it. Like I yeah. want to be surrounded by people that, like you said, we have the same values and morals and they're going to be able, like, for me to push me closer to Jesus and closer to the purpose, like, that that I have on my life. Like, I want to reach that purpose and, you know, become the best version of myself every day. And so finding those people is so important. I'm so glad that you said Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's like a compass. And it's like you all want to be going in the same direction. If we're all in this boat, if we're all at the t- same table, we need to know where we're going. Instead of just being like, everyone's just going in circles. And we're like, okay. Totally. We're not going to get anywhere, ever. You also spoke about writing down a quick little list of your morals and your values or your compass or whatever you want to say. And you talked a lot about like 
what you would give up, say a guy asked you on a date or something, and that wasn't on the list of things. You wouldn't give up things that you loved. Um, or maybe I'm butchering that, but there was something where you were like, you would, you don't want to give up the things that you love be, just for a guy or for a fun time. Totally. Um, how, cause you were pretty young when you figured that out. Yeah. I wish I knew that. Cause I wish <laughs> I, I literally want a list by my bed now of like, cause I'm a yes girl. And then sometimes I leave feeling drained because I just wanted to go and it was yeah. fun. And I love meeting people, but you, yeah. you drain quickly yeah. that way. Yeah. Which I think too, and knowing about yourself that you're a yes girl, I think something that's been even helpful as we were just talking about friendships, it's like surrounding yourself with people that aren't yes people that like, will be like, like I have people in my life that literally will be like, Maddie, that wasn't cute. And you don't need to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Or Maddie, this did not like, this was not in line with your values. You're better than that. And I think having people in our life that will call us out Mm -hmm. and like, just kind of put us like set us straight is really important. Um, and I think that even played a role into, you know, me having a list or an idea of like what I wanted to look for in a relationship and what I wanted to, you know, wait for in someone was I had people around me that would hold me accountable to that. Um, so yeah, I think I was in college when I realized, okay, there is going to be a lot of moments where my emotions are going to lie to me, where Mm -hmm. pressures are going to feel overpowering and there's going to be so many temptations around me and it's going to be really hard for me to like stand firm in what I value the most. And so I knew like outside of like the pressure of a moment alone in my room by myself, I needed to decide like, what do I value most and make those decisions like to pre-decide before the moment. And so for me, I like sat down and I was like, okay, Maddie, when you find yourself in this situation, this is how you're going to respond. You know, when you start wanting to like date, this is the kind of person that you're, you know, going to date and really starting to make those decisions. Because if I didn't have that moment, then I would find myself in situations and being like, oh, he's cute. So it's fine. Yeah, like, it's okay. They're doing it. So whatever, you yeah. know? And when I made those decisions, that was when I would later be like, man, I have so much shame now. I have so much regret now and it just wasn't worth it to me. And so I wanted to pre-decide outside of the heat and pressure of a moment who I really wanted to be, who I wanted to end up with one day, if that be God's will for me and, you know, the kind of life I wanted to live. Like I wanted to know the decisions that I was going to make ahead of time. Obviously, we don't know like the moments that are going to come, the pressures that are going to come, the the decisions we're going to have to make. But we can do as best a job as we can to prepare before they come and to really just make up your mind. Like what do I value most? And so... For me, I started like writing that list down, you know, in college and I've definitely edited it over the years Absolutely. and it Seasons definitely, you know, there were, yeah. And there were moments where I'm like, it was so superficial, but it's fine, yeah. you know? And so it was definitely like, has to be a basketball player, has to be, you know, <laughs> six, five yeah, or nothing. No, literally. Or I'm out or yeah. I walk. <laughs> Goodbye. And, uh, and so those have definitely changed. And I think at the end of the day, you know, what I landed on, I talked about in my book, um, were kind of what I called my three C's and, uh, the first was conviction Mm -hmm. so like what are what are his convictions is he a man like for me it was like is he a man of conviction is he someone who isn't just like easily led by culture or easily led by his feelings or easily led by the crowd like is he someone who is led by his convictions know what he wants knows what he values um and is firm in that and I wanted him to have like a faith of his own and it not just be like his family's faith or like because of how he grew up born into it yeah Yeah. like I wanted him to have like his own faith and so that was super super important to me. Um, the second C was character, just like a man of good character. Is he a man of his word? Does he have integrity? Is he trustworthy? Is he loyal? Mm -hmm. Um, those were just, you know, some character traits that were super, super important to me. And I kind of wrote out a few and then the third was chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like, you know, the service level one, but that's important. No, that's very important. I'm like, I want to be, you know, and it's like, you can't have the ick all day, every day yeah. like, and make it work. It just doesn't happen. Right. I mean, like for me, I wanted to like looking at the face that I was going to be yeah. sleeping next to for the rest of my life. And within that knowing also though, that it wasn't the most important thing to yeah. me. Like it was the third thing on my list. It wasn't like, Oh, you have to. And the cool thing about Grant and I is we got set up on a blind date. So it wasn't like we were in this room or on social media and everything was based off of looks. Yeah. It was like, I got set up on a date with you. So like, yeah. this is either going to go good or bad, you know? <laughs> it's and, you with me or what? Yeah. Like Let's we're either going. in or out. <laughs> and so I, I was thankful for that though, because neither yeah. of us, you know, had an opportunity to like size the other person up. It wasn't like, Oh, you have this or you look like this. And, and so like, I'm interested. It was just like, 
somebody thought we had like similar values and vision for our life and like they set us up on a date and so you know, like, let's go for it. And I'm really grateful for that because I learned that like, yes, I was attracted to Grant, but the most attractive thing about Grant to me was his joy and was his love mm. for God and was his, the way he treated people. Yeah. Like those were the most attractive things about me. Like it wasn't like his style or his charisma or his, which I think a lot of times we can get caught up in. Um, it was just like, man, the way he like treats people and makes me laugh and like, is so fun, but also like, has vision for his life and has purpose for his life was so attractive to me. And yeah. so like I left my first date with him and I was like, I'm going to marry, marry him. Yeah. I, I knew like I literally called my mom and I was like, that's my husband. Yeah. I just knew. I have a question on that because I feel the same way about my husband and a lot of girlfriends don't have that experience. They have like, we've put in the hard work and I'm like, well, granted every marriage is a lot of hard work totally. Yeah, no matter what. But I do feel so, very blessed knowing we kind of had it easy. I was like, yeah, we have some work, but it was like, I just knew right away. How does, how do you give advice to somebody where it's like, you, you know that they're not with the right people, whether it be a friend or a person, because I feel like a lot of times people get so hung up on giving up and they don't want to give up on somebody. Cause it's like, what if I give up on them and the next one's not as good, you know, mm-hmm. how do you get through that of knowing like, this is just not meant for me and it's not meant to be. What advice would you give to somebody that's going through that? I mean, gosh, I would even just say if there's a lack of peace and some hesitancy in your heart, like lean into that. Don't (gasps) run from that. I say that all the time. Thank you for saying that. No, because (laughs) I think it's so often we try and justify it. Like we're like, oh, but there's this. Or what if I don't find someone else? Mm -hmm. Or what if I don't end up happy? Or And we're so afraid of losing something right now and instead of being willing to lose the right now for what may come later. And what we don't realize is like sometimes what we lose right now in the moment is so that we can gain the absolute best later. Absolutely. And we have to be willing to walk away from something that's just okay, knowing that, hey, maybe there's God's best later. Mm -hmm. And so for me, there's been multiple moments where, I mean, I dated a guy for four years um, in college, out of college. And I was so head over heels in love. Like I, I wanted to be with this person. We'd been dating for forever, like close with each other's families. I mean, everything was there except peace. Like I did not have a peace about it. And we were at that crossroads moment of like, we're either about to break up or get engaged. Like we've been dating for four years. We're out of college. Like we know, you know, and then you get embarrassed. Like, uh Oh, if we break up, then everyone's going to be like, you know, and we were the couple that so many people came to for like advice. I think sometimes we care so much about getting out of relationships because of what other people are going to think. And man, it's just like not worth it to like compromise and stay in something that you don't have a piece about just because you fear, you know, the outcome or the response to it. And so for me, I just, I had to trust like, okay, I don't have peace about it and I'm going to have to break up with this person and it may really, really hurt. And it did like for a year, like it was really hard. Did I cry myself to sleep every night? Absolutely. I did every night. Did I ask multiple times like, God, this feels unfair. Will I ever be happy again? Absolutely. Like, I mean, that's just me being so honest and real there were so many moments where I'm like this is so hard and it feels like I got the short end of the stick and then you look at old photos and you're like uh, did I make the right choice yeah and then well yeah then you start reminiscing but then it's like you get to this point where you look back and you're like oh thank you God thank you God thank you God thank you God for not letting me settle for less than your very best thank you God for not answering every single prayer thank you Mm -hmm. God for the closed doors and the not right nows and the no's and the rejections because look at where I'm at now. Yeah. Like, look at where I'm at now. And not only because of the outcome of like, Oh, and like people being like, Oh, well now you're married and this or that. It's like beyond that. It's like the person I've become, the lessons that I learned that I've gained, like the lessons I've learned, the friendships that I've made, like the way that it's so pushed me out of my comfort zone and like made me be dependent on something bigger than myself and Mm -hmm. bigger than like some earthly relationship like that pushed me so much when we ended that relationship to a point like that was the hardest one of the hardest seasons of my life but I look back and I'm like that was the most necessary season Mm -hmm. of my life like I am who I am today because of that moment yeah and like you know people even ask me you know how how were you able to go on reality tv and like stand firm in your faith and in your values and truly I'm like that season probably that Mm -hmm. season after that breakup because that was where my faith became so real and it became so mine and I had to really ask myself like 
do I, do I still believe in God when my, you know, circumstances don't work out the way that I want them to. Mm -hmm. And like things don't happen the way that I want them to. Am I still going to choose to have faith? Am I still going to choose, you know, to be all in with this? And my answer was yes. And so my faith just continued to grow and, you know, my confidence continued to grow and it did eventually like lead to God's best. And so right. even like my wedding day, like I remember, th- I remember like waking up that morning and just hitting my knees and like thanking God. The utmost peace you could ever and feel. And so much peace. Yeah. And like, that doesn't mean it's been easy. Like there's been so many moments. I mean, Grant and I are two imperfect people, you know? And so like, absolutely there's moments where it's hard, even like before we got married, even within marriage, I never want to paint this picture. Like it's been perfect. It definitely has not. Um, but there's always been peace. Like Mm -hmm. there's always been peace and God has always been the center of it. And so because of that, like it has been so worth it. Yeah. That is something I wish upon everybody's relationship or even just their own individualness. I just wish you could feel peace, you know, because it is so hard when you have never felt it and you just think it doesn't exist. And then when you get there, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's insane. And I think that what I love about your book is it's not even just necessarily relationship based. It's about everything and everything that you just said, even like the hardships you go through. Do you ever now, now when you feel so me specifically, I've been through some stuff, right? And then yeah. you go through your head of like, this is the worst thing I've ever been through. I can't believe this is, this is that this has happened. And now I look back and any hardship that hits our plate, I actually feel good about. And I know yeah. that sounds silly, but I really do sit here and I'm like, losing my dad was the worst thing that's ever happened, yeah. right? And people were like, everything happens for a reason. And I didn't want to hear that right away. Totally. And now I look back and I'm like, those hardships we had to go through to get to where we are, to be able to speak to people about things that we've yeah. been through. And I love that you talk about that in your book of like, it's not just necessarily love. Yeah. Do you feel like even when you get hit with like a bus, you're just still, we're so blessed. Do you ever say that? And you're just feel good about situations now? I definitely would say yes and no. Okay. I think there's moments where I'm like, <laughs> it's hard. It's know, for sure like hard. I want to just like be done with everything. And I, and you know, it's really hard. And then I think there's moments where I'm absolutely, I'm like, man, everything does happen for a reason. I am, you know, uh, at peace. I am blessed. I am grateful. And you know, what I've learned too, is like the things that we learn in this season prepare us for the seasons to come. Yes. You know, it's like the, the trials and the sufferings and the things that I'm pressures that I'm faced with right now is preparing me to have the strength to overcome in the future. Mm-hmm. And so we're constantly learning things and going through things that are just going to continue to grow us and stretch us and prepare for us what's to come. And I'm really, really grateful. Like I'm so grateful for that season, you know, right before like that year after my breakup, um, that I really had to, to struggle and wrestle because then I went on the bachelor Mm -hmm. and I got ripped apart by millions of people. I cannot imagine. I had to have that year of like isolation and heartbreak and God really like building me up to be like strong. Yeah. Refocusing. And, yeah. And yeah. just being like, okay, where does your strength come from, Maddie? Where does your confidence come from, Maddie? Where, like, what do you value most Maddie? And asking myself those questions because then I went on national TV and all those things got picked apart. And so again, I had to remind myself, where does your confidence come from Maddie? Where does your strength come from Maddie? Because in those seasons, it's like, it's so easy to like compromise, change, cower back, you know, or just give in. Um, and it's like, I just had to keep going back to those. Moments. I love that you touch on that. Okay. Sorry. I just cut you off. So no. I like try really hard not to cut people off, but when you brought that up, so I did not watch the bachelor at all. Um, I've never been a bachelor girl for anything, but so my girlfriend did watch your season, the one you just met here, Savannah. And she said, you want to know my favorite part about Maddie? And I was like, what? And she's like, you could tell that even with everything going on in the chaos, she stuck to her morals and her values and she put them at the forefront of her season. So again, I'm boosting you when I tell you, I love that you're out there doing that on your social medias and you're advocating for not changing because that's something that I really struggle with, especially in today's culture of like, People are so wishy-washy and they sway with whoever they're around and it drives me nuts because I'm like, it's okay if we all have different opinions. You and I can sit here and still have a conversation. We might not agree, but at the end of the day, it's the respect and the communication and like, we're never going to have the same desires. Your list is going to be different than my list. You're... And I just love that you're out there advocating all the time for just staying true to yourself and really just being grounded in that. So I'm proud of you for that. Truly. Thank you. Thank you. And I think realizing too that like our act of courage could lead to someone else's act of courage yes. and our standing firm could lead to someone else's standing firm and our staying true to ourselves could lead to someone else's staying mm-hmm. true to themselves. And I think we don't realize like 
just like the power of like we and like togetherness and community, community and unity yeah. because it's like that is how we overcome a lot is just like our testimonies and saying like hey I've struggled in this but this is how I overcame mm-hmm. and then like that act of like vulnerability or courage could lead to someone else's breakthrough and it's realizing like okay I one should just always be honest, but two, like stand firm in who I am and be true to myself because that could give someone else the courage to do so too. Mm -hmm. And there is no one else on this planet like you. There is no one else on this planet like me. No one has your story. No one has my story. And people are encouraged by your story and people are encouraged by my story, but we all have a story. Like we all have a story to tell. And you know, there's something that we could all learn from each other. And so just like knowing that your story is worth telling and be, be someone who, you know, stands true to that because mm-hmm. your story is beautiful. Yeah. And I love that everyone can relate differently too. like, there's things that you've gone through that I can't speak on. And that was why I wanted this safe space to be, I can't go through everything in the world, you know, but I can talk to people who have, and they can share their story. I don't believe that loneliness is a real thing. I feel like it's a feeling, but it's just because not everybody at your table has been through what you've been through, but there's a million others. Mm -hmm. You just got to speak on it and just bring it up and be vulnerable and be real and raw and be like, this is what's going on. And nine times out of 10, there's going to be somebody really close to you. That's like, Oh, I either I've been through this or I know someone directly. And it's, it's insane. I love the work that you've put in and the, the word that you're sharing truly. I'm like, I'm like in awe. I'm like, I fangirl over this book alone. I'm like, yay, I love this. But <laughs> do you have best. anything that you would want to share on, out of your story? That Because you can only get a small portion of people online. What's something that you would want to share with Human 2 listeners that you could get to them if they don't follow you? Yeah. Oh, gosh, so many things. Um, there's so much that I, I've learned over the years and I am still learning and I am so far from perfect. Um, but I'm so grateful that I serve like, and I am committed to a perfect God and he has truly helped me like see myself and see the world, um, through just such a different lens. And I promise I've been the person who has tried to find my worth and value in relationships mm-hmm. and in friendships and in people and things and money and fame and literally in anything you can imagine. And it's just continued to leave me empty. And the day that I decided to go all in with Jesus was the day that changed my life forever. And I realized like, I'm not ever going to find what I'm looking for until like I find him. And so like, even my subtitle of this book is what you're looking for is already yours because I believe like God's love is available to all of us and it's just up to us to fully receive it and to accept let that go invitation. And let God. Yeah, let yeah. go and let God. And I promise you, like he will change your whole entire life. Like if you just, if you just try it out, just try it out. Like give me 21 days, 21 days and just like pray, read the Bible, find a church and um, just see, see what God does. Like, I know a lot of people were like, no, that's weird. And I'm like, but you've tried everything else. Yeah. So just try, just okay? try this. Okay. <laughs> just try. Nothing like, else you, is working. You know Give it a shot. Working. You tried alcohol. You've tried relationships. You've <laughs> you tried, tried alcohol. You've tried everything. Okay. So just try Jesus and just let me know how it goes. And um, yeah, I, I, I hope that some of you pick up this book, the love everybody wants and um, that you realize, yeah, what you're looking for is already yours and it's not found in a spouse and it's not found in a person it's found in a relationship with Jesus and that's going to ultimately be what gives you the hope the peace the identity the value the courage and everything else that you're looking for and that's been my story I love it. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing. Okay, one last thing. Where can we get this book? I got mine on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, you can get it You're at Target. anywhere. Anywhere books are sold. It's at okay. like all your bookstores. If you want to go in person, if you like going to like bookstores in person, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Target, Walmart. Um, but it's also on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I also have a website, theloveeverybodywants.com. Okay. So She's everywhere. You can find her anywhere. <laughs> and then you also have socials as well. So yeah. what's your handle on socials it's at maddie prue m-a-d-i-p-r-e-w grant's like when are you gonna add that trout and right. I'm, like, I'm like never <laughs> i'm like you already got it legally you don't need it socially okay exactly so tiktok and instagram okay are maddie prue i love it well yeah. thank you so much for being on Thanks i am me. so i'm so excited when she was like i don't know for people listening we are in waco texas and you're the first person we ever traveled for. So I'm like, I feel so honored. No, I'm excited. I was like, heck yeah. Oh, this has been so so fun. And they're literally in my hometown. They're like five minutes away from Magnolia. And I'm like, you guys, you guys are just doing it right. You got to go over to Magnolia and have a, have a blast. (laughs) We will go there after this. Um, and then you said you go up to Dallas a lot. So if we ever move out to Dallas, we'll have to get back together. I love that. Well, thank you. And we will see you guys next week.